back to another episode of Stuck in the Middle. You're now listening and watching the Couch Talk here on SITM Podcast. I'm your host, Sir Charles, aka Capo, and I'm joined here by Miss Vanessa Basanga. Hello. But before we get into that, make sure you visit www.sitmpodcast.com to shop exclusive merch. Yo, you know it's hoodie season, so you got to get you a hoodie. Gang. I know you be stealing your boyfriend's hoodies. I don't have a boyfriend. Oh, wow. My brothers, yes. I'm okay, brothers. your brothers' hoodies, your brothers' hoodies. So this is what you're going to do. You're going to go to www.sitmpodcast.com. Okay. Got it. Hit the merch button. Scroll down. Cop you a hoodie. Okay. Cop your brother a hoodie. And then we're going to be good because this is the fuel that drives the machine. Amen. Now back you. to us. How you doing, Miss Vanessa? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. You know, I can't complain. I ain't seen you in a little bit. I know. It's been a minute. What's new? Man, life is new. <laughs> Man, everything is new. You know, we here, we enjoying ourselves on the podcast. That's good, that's we good. having a few conversations. What's new with you? Nothing much, you know, just work life. Work life. You just celebrated a birthday. Congratulations. I did. I did. Happy birthday. Yeah. No boyfriend, so niggas slide in the DM. Oh Lord. Hey. <laughs> I'm just I just gotta make sure I, I do my shameless plug and let the niggas know that yo, your DMs is open for business. I mean, hey. But thanks for joining me on the podcast. You know, I I decided to have an interesting topic come up. You know, with plastic surgery. So, you know, let's let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Sure, sure. So, recently, you know, I just I just been trying to understand, you know, all this hype surrounding plastic surgery and why nowadays there's this new prominence to getting plastic surgery as as opposed to getting you know going the traditional route with working out and things of that nature you know so what are your thoughts on this newfound wave of women getting plastic surgery um first and foremost it's accessible to Mm -hmm. everybody i feel like it's it's cost effective and with now we people have the ability to pay for it um it's something that has also become pretty common um, for people to do it's like okay if i don't got a butt i'm gonna get a bbl if i if i got some weight if i if i'm a little bit thicker i'm gonna get my some liposuction uh-huh. if i want to have bigger boobs i'm gonna get a boob job if i want to have white teeth i'm gonna get some veneers so i think when you look at whatever insecurity that you have if there's a method to you know have a surgery and change it and you're able to afford it most people are like i might as well do that Right. Huh. I, I get that, right? Because, you know, back in the day when I used to think about it, like I said, I saw this new hype and it was like almost frowned upon back then. But now it just seems sort of acceptable. Do you feel that plastic surgery or getting BBLs has become socially acceptable? Yes. What, like why? What, what made that change? I feel like when we want to look at pop culture and stuff like that, a lot of people are doing it in pop culture mm-hmm. um a lot of the influencers and stuff like that people who we look at every day are doing it um social media is not what it was back in the day as well so right now you actually have the ability of seeing everybody who does their plastic surgery people talk about it is glamour is glorified um everybody's either doing massage has a massage business or some mm-hmm. type of plastic surgery business um so yeah, because of that, I feel like culture has just accepted it. It is what it is, right? Right. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, because it, it's it's just crazy to see the amount of women that are willing to take that risk, or 
not risk maybe, but just willing to go that route of getting plastic surgery as opposed to that traditional, that traditional route. Mm. When it comes to plastic surgery, I, I'm not sure, you know, I know you personally, you know, a little bit and <laughs> you don't have to share or indulge, but you know, has, has that ever been something that you maybe ever thought about or maybe something that you might've considered in your lifetime? I did plastic surgery okay. last year. What, but what what prompted you to, to want to do that? So I went from a size four to six uh -huh. to a size 14 to 16. <laughs> okay, now I'm a male. When I hear the number four uh -huh. and the number six yeah. to, to, you know, yeah. a few sizes up, yeah. you know. Now, I don't know what okay. shape so that looks like. Okay, so I was like. 110 pounds. Okay, you don't have to throw numbers. Whatever, you know. I was 110 pounds. Okay. And the morning of my surgery, I was 234 pounds thereabout. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so what, like I said, what was the reason behind you wanting to take that next step and actually do that? So honestly speaking, for, for me, um... I didn't really, I, I had heard about, you know, liposuction and BBLs and all these different things. I heard about it. Mm -hmm. However, I thought that it was expensive. I had never done the research. So I had a, a friend of mine, me and her were talking and she was about to do a BBL. And she basically told me, so when she told me like, oh, I'm going to do a BBL, I'm like, how much is it? And she was like, oh, it's like 6K. I was like, what? Okay. How much is the liposuction? Um, and you then, say 6K, like it's just nothing. Well, like it's just no, nothing. it's not that, but that's, it's. Well, I know I know what you do for a living, <laughs> so I know you got a little change in your pocket. Don't listen to him, don't. But hey, don't fellas, come correct now. Don't listen but, to him. But hey. <laughs> you were saying I'm sorry. So when she said that, um, I was like, oh really? So then I started doing like research on how much a liposuction is gonna cost me. Mm -hmm. And then when I figured out the price, I was like, Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna do that. Okay. So I mean, what sorts of steps should women take when or is uh, you know what sorts of steps should women take when doing the research to know if that's something that they actually want to do? Mm, okay, so for me, mm -hmm. the stuff that I took, I first of all went and I put like the hashtag liposuction. Mm -hmm. So because on Instagram it brings you up. I don't have a Twitter, so mm -hmm. Instagram is like my go-to. Um, so I went, I looked at it, I researched it, like what does it entail, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I used to see all these people, you have to be X amount BMI, which is body mass index. You have to be 36 BMI, you need to be this, you need to be that. So they, they established that based off your heights and your weight. That's how they, they pretty much do that because there's a safe BMI um, that you have to be, there's a, there's a safe weight, mm -hmm. right, for them to do surgery on you. I think what you said earlier was correct. It is a risk. Mm -hmm. Surgery is a risk. They put you under, you're, you're under anesthesia. So, mm -hmm. um, so I was doing all of that research and with my weight, I, my BB, my BMI at the point was 42, mm -hmm. um, which obviously I was way over. <laughs> Girl, you, uh, that's a whole lot of... Yeah, I was way over the limit. Um, so... I kept on doing research and then I stumbled upon, um, while also doing my Google searches and stuff like that, I, I stumbled upon high volume liposuction, mm. right? And I was like, okay, what's this? So high volume liposuction, the way they do it is that you don't have to necessarily lose weight. Um, it is going to cost you way more money. But in that aspect, in that regard, they're able to take out more fat, mm -hmm. right? Unlimited fat, as they say. So I went with that option of having unlimited, um, you know, to having the high volume liposuction mm -hmm. and i did it in 2020 july so, of 2020 in doing that right you just so you decided not to 
move that fat to anywhere else or girl because i i've seen your before i seen your after and you look begging i'm i'm gonna respectfully say <laughs> you look amazing thank you and you're after thank you has it brought you any additional attention or it has like um so you know the attention that attention most times you don't want mm -hmm. that's the thing it's in the attention that you you don't want okay um obviously a lot of people noticed that i did liposuction because mm -hmm. You see my picture today, and it was too. I, I was I was a big girl. I had cheeks. I had like a neck. I had all these things. And then you see my picture a month later. Well, it wasn't a month later. Like two months later, and it's like everything is gone. And at least there's some type of contour mm -hmm. to my body. So I think people definitely ask. The ones who were bold enough to ask me did. Mm -hmm. The ones who weren't bold enough to ask me, they asked other people or made their assumptions, and mm -hmm. and that's what it was. So there there is a lot of um, attention. Some of it negative. Mm -hmm. Um, some of it positive. Well, so you look good, obviously. Um, but yeah, I think that's that was about it. Now we'll get back to that. So a little bit back to the research, right? Right. How can you identify who's the right surgeon or doctor for your procedure? Like, what's the, like? How do you identify who that person is? And you know what I mean. What questions are you asking that person to make sure that your health is not at risk or put at risk by you deciding to make that decision? You know, if if I'm being a hundred percent honest with you, I don't I don't even know how to honestly answer that question. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that is because. When I was at that point to doing liposuction, I was in a different mindset. I feel like before you want to do liposuction, before you want to do your research, you first of all have to ask yourself, why do I want to have plastic surgery? Mm -hmm. Whether it's a BBL, a boob job, veneers, whatever it is, right? Why do I want to do it? Because I think people really don't think about the fact that plastic surgery, it is a risk, number one. Mm -hmm. um, and number two, the aftermath of plastic surgery is no joke. Really? Um, yeah, and I, I can speak for lipo because I had lipo and I know how I felt for lipo. So I cannot even imagine what people who have BBLs go through. I can't start to imagine what people who have boob drops go through, right? Mm -hmm. I think veneers, they're a little bit, I haven't had veneers, you know, but I, I would like to think that it's a little bit less, <laughs> it's not as painful, right, or complicated. Um, but yeah, people don't. I, it, you really have to focus on your why because honestly speaking, if your why is because you have certain insecurities, uh -huh. you have to really check yourself and check those insecurities first. Because after surgery, there's no guarantee that you're going to get the exact results that you want. Uh -huh. Like if I can tell you right now that this is what I thought I was gonna look like after surgery, no. Uh -huh. The pictures that I showed my doctor, I was like, this is how I want to look. He's like, oh, okay, we could do that. We could do that. But then immediately after surgery, you're not that. Obviously, there's like because. And that's the thing. I think people don't even know the process mm -hmm. of surgery. Oh, we, we so that. that's yeah. cool. There's like an entire process. So yeah, well, I'll, I'll let you. No, I mean, I mean, we're, we're talking about it, right? Because I mean, one of the things I was really asking was like, uh, was like, what step? What like what steps are you taking? So for you mm -hmm. per se, right? Did you just know that you were just gonna do liposuction only, or did you actually look into liposuction versus getting a BBL or other? forms of plastic surgery so first and foremost liposuction for me i was just like i'm getting lipo mm -hmm. um and and originally i was only wanting to get lipo in my abdominal area i didn't really think about any other place right until my consultation and we'll that talk you about get that it in other places oh i had liposuction from my chin all the way down to my knees okay we'll talk about that we'll talk about it okay, uh, <laughs> okay. 
Okay. <laughs> we started talking about that. Okay. I didn't need a BBL. Uh -huh. uh, I already have a booty. I mean, uh -huh. God bless my mama. So I didn't have. I didn't want to get a BBL. I'm very comfortable with the size of my boobs, so I didn't even think about getting my boobs either. I'm just saying your so, butt would have been a whole lot. Yeah. No. But no i'm 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 fine with with what it is right now <laughs> we'll talk about it i'm fine with what it is right now so for me liposuction is way now did i i heard about stuff like a gastric bypass i heard about mm -hmm. all these other things um however i wanted a situation where it's like you go in you get it done you come out because even with a gastric bypass they're cutting off like a a portion of your stomach but there's still a lot of exercising and maintenance and all this stuff they have to do and i didn't want to do all that work i was being lazy so i was like okay liposuction right and that was it right so yeah talk kind of talk about some of what that post recovery process is like like, <laughs> like you know for you what experiences did you go through after liposuction and then as well like i said it seems like you did do a lot of the research on plastic surgery you did weigh your options so if you could share what you do know about that you know what what was is that recovery process like when going through those procedures i feel like before i can get to the recovery process i kind of have to talk about just getting into to the process yeah. right so for me obviously big i want to be smaller i did a lot of different research right mm -hmm. um because one of the one of my biggest barriers is because of my weight and because of what my bmi was i had to lose weight mm -hmm. there was like with other surgeons like going to miami puerto rico dominican republic or whatever foreign country do it wasn't an option for me unless i lost almost 40 pounds right and for me, I'm like, okay, it's gonna take me a while to lose 40 pounds. Um, the truth of the matter is around that time, I was dealing with depression. That's mm -hmm. just a simple truth about it. And my depression caused me to overeat, mm -hmm. right? I make excuses for it today and be like, oh no, it's because I was doing this and doing that. No, the truth of the matter is that I was depressed. And because of that depression, because I, I really didn't know the trajectory of where I wanted to take my life, I truly believe like, you know what? If you get liposuction, maybe if you're skinnier, things in your life would go better. That was me. So my why was mm -hmm. get lipo, get back to your weight that you know, the weight that you're comfortable with. Did I try to work out? Absolutely. But also when you're dealing with your um yes. with your own insecurities and stuff like that, working out I wasn't seeing that much progress. I was instead becoming more built, mus like muscular. muscular instead of actually slimming down to the contour that I wanted. So mm -hmm. I came upon a doctor who's actually in Glen Burnie, sorry, Ellicott City, and he does high volume liposuction um first and foremost i think one thing that people really need to consider is that you need an actual plastic surgeon to do plastic surgery like if you're going to opt to do surgery please 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 go to a plastic surgeon they definitely do cost a lot more money um but that's your safest option because they're actually skilled mm -hmm. they go to school for plastic surgery now there's surgeons who now go and get licensed right, to I do cosmetic that. surgery. Right, I read that. And that is very dangerous because... It's only like a two-day process sometimes to get that <laughs> license. That's very dangerous because a plastic surgeon, they know exactly what it is. So because of me, one thing is that my mind wasn't really all that set on liposuction in the beginning. For me, I was like, I don't care how much money I spent. I just wanted to make sure that no matter what happens, as long as I go to sleep, I wake up. Um, so my option was a um, plastic surgeon um, who actually is in the Glen Burnie area. So I went there. I keep on saying Glen Burnie. It's Ellicott City. Same difference anyway. Mm -hmm. So um, I contacted his office. I made a um, consultation. Now, mind you, this was all during the pandemic. So <laughs> it, was, it, it was hectic. 
Oh yes. So initially my, my surgery was slated for April, but pandemic, I ended up doing it in July. Um, so I went for the consultation. My initial plan was to just do my abdominal area, my stomach area. Went in there um, and they have these things like they, they will talk you into a lot of stuff. They're like, okay, you know what? We can do your chin. We can do your arms. We can do your legs. We can do your inner outer thighs. We can do your back. We can do your district. I was like, y'all can do all that. <laughs> <laughs> were, they, were they adding the prices while they were Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. Every single part of your body that you do costs you money so my surgery cost me a lot of money <laughs> i would say i'm not gonna lie about do you, that do you, if you're comfortable sharing share but if not my surgery is about twenty thousand dollars <sighs> fellas see what i said if you come in come correct yeah because the thing about it is that they come charge correct. you and that's the thing the entire surgery mm -hmm. and when i say the entire surgery you have to pay for the actual surgery you have to pay for medication you have to pay for lab work. You need to pay for post-surgery stuff, which is massages, compression garments, um, pillows, a lot of stuff. If you have BBLs, it's a whole nother expense that you need to pay for. So I think, um, so for me, it cost that amount of money because it, like I said, I did from the bottom of my chin all the way down to my knees, mm -hmm. every single area, back, chin, da, 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 whatever. My surgery was seven hours long. Okay. They took out 14 liters of fat, so about seven Coca-Cola bottles. Coca-Cola wow. wow. bottles, yeah, yeah. And um, I woke up. Obviously, I was inside the hospital, so I, I still had like all the different anesthesia on my body. Didn't feel anything when I woke up. Felt great. High as shit. <laughs> felt great. Very numb. Cool. Um, the second day, um, because the, the good thing with when you have high volume liposuction, you have to stay in the hospital overnight. Mm -hmm. Um, because because they take out so much fat from your body, um, they need to be able to monitor you because I don't. It's not only fat that they're removing from your body; it's also a lot of blood that they're removing from your body too. Because so the way how it was explained to me is that everybody is born with a certain amount of fat cells, okay. right? So what liposuction do they use? It's like a little mesh. Like so, let's say you're born with ten fat cells, right? So they use this machine. What they first do, they make a small incision in your body and they pump in this liquid. That liquid it melts the fat, and then they basically suck it out using like this long canal. So they're doing this for seven hours straight. Seven hours straight on every single part of your body. There's some that are small, so like for my chin, they use a smaller canal. For my thighs, my they use a longer canal. They're doing that for seven hours straight. So the thing about it is like you have to it's literally going like this into your body. So you can almost imagine it's almost like somebody punching it. Now it's inside of your body, right? Yeah. So that's where the pain from like like post lipo comes from. Mm -hmm. So let's say you're born with ten fat cells, right? As they're removing it, they they now remove eight of those fat cells. So now you have two fat cells. Now the truth of the matter is those two fat cells you can still gain weight. It, now, yeah. you can't. You, you might not gain weight as fast as before. However, you can still gain weight. Um, and I think that's a part of my journey that my doctor kind of left out. <laughs> um, you know. Um, and for me, the, the fear is like, now looking back now, I'm like, dang, I don't have kids. Mm-hmm. 
So I know when I have kids, I'm obviously going to gain weight. I know that as I'm getting older, as your health starts to decline with age, there's going to be weight gain and stuff like that. Something like, was it really necessary for me to spend all that money for me to? But hey, that's another conversation to have. Um, so. Let me pause. So it's interesting that you say that, uh -huh. right? And the reason why is because, you know, I actually work with someone who I actually did the same thing, right? And they showed me their before. Yeah. They showed me their after. Yeah. And then I see their present. Yes. So with their before, right, they were a big girl, um, a, a very big girl. Right. Um, I don't know the, the numbers yet. I don't ask women their weights and stuff like that. But then they showed me their post-op, right? right. It was like they went very slim and petite. Um, last year, I think she had a baby. I right. think she had a baby actually two years ago, so the baby's now two. Right. And she does not look like her post-op yeah she basically gained all that weight back right but she's still dealing with a lot of the post-op mm -hmm. i don't want to say issues but post-op things that you have to deal with once completing yeah. a surgery like yeah. that of that back into truth of the matter is my back is still numb i can't i don't have no feeling in my back zero <laughs> okay that's yeah. that's a little wild yeah no but that's the thing they tell you all these things and you don't think about it. They're like, oh, he, these are the possibilities. Really? You also have to understand, with me, I did it. My surgery was, what, seven hours long? Mm -hmm. So with the amount of fat that they took out from my back and stuff like that, I, I get it. Mm -hmm. Right? And I'm just happy that that was probably my only, like, side Sorry, effect. Mm -hmm. Right? There's a psychological thing after surgery. Okay. Can I Regardless that? of... So for me, and maybe, maybe it's not for everybody else, but... Post-surgery, you sleep. I mean, they, they put the injection on you. You wake up. Um, you still have all this medication. The second day, um, before you leave the hospital, you have to pee. You know, just because they, they put a catheter on you mm -hmm. so that, you know, da-da-da. They take it all out. So before you leave, you have to pee and you have to walk. Mm -hmm. It was the most painful. <laughs> Which one? Painful piss or walk? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Everything was so painful. And again, I didn't have a BBL, so I'm able to sit on my butt. For girls who have BBLs, you cannot sit on your butt for eight weeks. Oh, they have special pillows where you put the pillow and you sit on your thigh because your butt has to hang out because you're... So basically, when if for, for those who opt to do a BBL, they take out that fat, they separate the fat from the blood, which is a cell saver, and then they pump that fat back into your butt. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. So they, they literally take it in the machine, and they're doing that thing into right. your butt, right? So... That thing into uh, your butt, right? Yeah, the, the little canal. Into <laughs> <laughs> your butt, right? Yeah. Stop. <laughs> but this is the thing. With girls who have BBLs, a lot of people think that they go and get BBLs over and over and over again. No. As you're gaining weight, because you've transferred that fat from where it was to another place, your butt is getting, your bigger. Butt is getting bigger as you're gotcha. gaining weight. So a lot of guys will think, oh, why well, she went and got her booty done again. No, she didn't. She's just gaining weight. And oh, so the recovery. Um, I came initially, this one was going to be two weeks. It ended up being three and a half weeks. Um, they gave me a lot of medication, which I, I couldn't take. I'm not a girl who can really take narcotics. They gave me Percocet. Mm -hmm. I had 50 Percocets pills. You still no, sorry. I had 40, I had 60 Percocets pills. You got Perc 30s? What? <laughs> <laughs> For what? Perc 30s. Don't I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I'm joking with you. They, they prescribed me 60 Percocet mm -hmm. pills. I had 30 Valium. 
I had 30 tramadol. They wanted you I had, high. I had mm-hmm. Tylenol, oxy, the one that's mixed with, ox, with co- um, acetamine, oxycodone, acetamine. Yes, yeah. I had that, about 25 of them. I had ibuprofen. I had blood thinners. I had like about How eight different... How much pain did they think you were in? Well, if you have... Life social oh, yeah, you're in pain. You're in pain. Even even regular life will suction you some you in some pain. And they all have different times that you should take them. The the Valium is for anxiety because they know you don't have anxiety after. Um the Percocets is for pain and for you to sleep. I'm somebody who medication and me we just don't mix. So every single time I take it, I have like the wildest side effects. So I was at a point where I was pretty much taking ibuprofen and Tylenol because those were the only things that could like could barely walk for all these days um and you have to keep active because you have you don't want to get blood clots right right so i have to i had to wear compression sock i could show you a video actually uh, <laughs> because just to wobble in um you know to the bathroom you have to wear the compression garment because like i said in the beginning of surgery they give you they they pump the liquid into your body to melt the fat so those compressed those compression garments is like it's literally like suffocating you almost can't breathe because they need to keep that area tight um then you need to have massages mm-hmm. um so that you is the lymph the lymphatic drainage massages because like i said that liquid they need to be able to drain it out through all the different incisions that you have i had a total of nine incisions because of all the different areas that i had so you know you have to do those massages and they hurt right That's they are crazy. painful um there's a psychological effect with um post-surgery i believe because for me i literally went through like why did i do this what's wrong with me you know stuff like that and then even post-surgery when i started to gain weight again i started to get really frustrated because the whole point of me my why for doing surgery is because i i was fat mm-hmm. but then it's like okay you go and do surgery it's not going to solve your fat it's not going to solve me being fat it's me having to actually get up be motivated to go to the gym mm-hmm. right now when we have girls who go and get bbls done right not judging you know you have to do what you feel like you have to do um but there's you can't sit on your butt for that long it, it's it's a fact you can't sit on your butt um for that long it hurts it does hurt i do have you know very close friends who have done bbls it hurts mm-hmm. um it's most of them get it done in like um miami or they go international that in itself is very dangerous Risky. because flying you can get a blood clot yeah, yeah. through flying um for me i was i, I for me, i knew from the beginning i was not going to go international um because i just don't trust it um, there's a lot of people who have died. There's a lot of people who have had infections. There's a lot of people I know in Miami, you will literally be doing. I, I know surgeons who will literally be doing four or five surgeries in a day. They have four or five girls laid out in the room. All of them are under anesthesia and they're just there. But it's like you guys are not even plastic surgeons. You guys are surgeons who went and got certified to do cosmetic surgery. Right. So if you're thinking about those who go and do BBLs, you hear stories about like, oh, they punctured somebody's lung or they punctured somebody's vein or they punctured because these people are not skilled. Mm -hmm. They don't know the right places to put the incisions. They don't know the right places to move the machine. Mm -hmm. Most times they're not necessarily using the cell savers in the right way, separating Mm -hmm. that fat before they repump it back into your body. Um, And the thing about it is that if you want to think about it, that's dead fat. Right. They're pumping dead fat back into your body. So I don't even, because I don't have a BBI, I can't really speak on it. But I, I want to think about, like, are there any long-term effects to that? 
you know um that's question that i asked myself so for me i knew i wasn't going um international because i'm like okay one thing i can guarantee with america is that hey if anything happens here i can sue you so and another thing is in miami they actually do not require um surgeons to have um my practice insurance, insurance right it's not it's so thing, if yeah. anything happens to you in miami it's just it's you on your own yeah you need a suit you're on your own right. a lot of people don't know that and for me i found out all this information because i was doing my research because i knew like okay i'm doing my lipo because i'm fat i mean other people everybody has their own reasons for doing liposuction or doing whatever cosmetic surgery they they opt into but again i really feel like it stems back to what is your why because if your why doesn't make sense you are going to regret it because the thing about it is just that a surgeon is not a musician is not a magician mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. it's it's not and a surgeon is not god obviously you see a certain thing and you're like this is what i want it's eight out of ten times you're not gonna get that exact picture of what you want because your body is not the same way right even if you go and do so if you come and bring them like oh i want to look like kim kardashian regardless of whatever you think kim kardashian has spent a lot of money on surgery um, you know, regardless of what she denies, but you know, we kind of know the truth. And also, um, surgery is addicting. I was going to say, I mean, that's one of my questions, right? Is once you get that plastic surgery, does it influence you to get more? Yeah. Surgery is addicting. Like I will say after surgery, I thought about it like, hmm, okay, maybe, maybe I can get my butt done. Not, not my butt, my, my hips. Cause I have like hip dips. I like my sides isn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, maybe I can get this done. I was like, you know, maybe maybe I can not get my boobs done. I, I was like, you know, I was like, maybe I can get my hips done. Maybe I can get dimples in my cheek. Maybe I can do all these things. And again, all of these things are possible um, through plastic surgery. And I think another thing for me is like when I got into that office and I heard that I could do all these different things, I'm like, what now? So let we me move. ask you this. Now you you did the research, right? You yeah. did the research. You went. In, you we are we're already done. But when considering plastic surgery, once again, do you actually consult your friends and your family for their opinion prior to making that decision? Um. So I had consulted my family members about it, um, but I think I was at an age where. Their I opinion. mean, they were just like, I mean, if that's what you want to do. There's not much we can say. Um, some of my family members did encourage it. They're like, okay, well, because again, I feel like for me, I had gained a significant amount of weight because, like I said, that 132 pounds that I had gained, it was in a, it was within, it was less than like 18 months thereabout. So with them, I think they were also very concerned about the weight that I was gaining. So they thought like, okay, you know what, this is a safe option. Um, a lot of them, they wanted to make sure that it wasn't going to affect me having children. So they're like, are you going to still be able to have kids? Like, mm, you know? got to make sure that we pass. Right. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. So with We're them, still asking that hard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of them, I mean, a lot of my family members, they were like, I mean, if that's what you want to do. And then I was at the age too. So um, I had some family members who were just like, what? Why do you need that? But for me, I'm just like. I'm gonna do what I want to do, so did it. So what about um, let's say you're in? I don't know. Were you dating at the time? I was. Okay. Did would did could he have some input on what he wanted you to actually look like? He was, with the final person? He was actually very encouraging of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was very encouraging of it. Um, but I, like, did he have input on like? Yeah, I, I want you to like? look like I want uh -uh. you to look like this. Mm -hmm. That was all you. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like men should have input on that? Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. What? Um, because I think, and, and it goes back to your why, 
-hmm. You know, what's your why? It's for you. For, it, it's really for you. I feel like if you let anybody else influence that decision, if you come out and you don't like it, then you are going to really beat yourself up or mm -hmm. you're going to live with like a lot of regret. Um, so for me, my why was for me to get skinny. I, I, for, honestly, I didn't really care how I looked as long as I was skinny. Mm -hmm. That was it. Like, it was like, I don't care what y'all do. I just want, I just, no, I don't want the, the fat on my, on my cheeks, on my, on my under chin. I don't want a double chin. I know that I don't want my flabby arms. I know that I don't want this. I know that I don't want my thighs being as big as as well. So that was me. I feel like if I would have allowed my um, partner at the time to tell me like, get this, get this, get this, get that. If I probably would have gone with what I think he would have wanted, I wouldn't have liked my body now. Right. So for me, it was like, let me decide what it is that I want to do. And I did it. But I mean, just a hypothetical situation. What if he, because I mean, I'm assuming that this came from you directly, but what if he actually was the one that was willing to pay for it? Would you have considered that um, his input on that a little bit more seriously or no? No. Because no, it's still for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's still for you. Like, I feel like even, you know, even if somebody wants to pay for it, you, you still really have to look at your why because it's like I said, most people there's this there's this perception that I think is false at times. Most times people say like, oh, women get plastic surgery for men. Mm. That's I was gonna say that's not always true. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, I, I didn't get my plastic <laughs> surgery because a man. I got my plastic surgery because I was fat, and I wanted to go back to what I knew. I knew mm. I, I I I knew myself when I was skinny, right? Um, there's some women and a lot of us who have pastors because we have our own insecurities. But one thing that I've learned from the process is just that if you don't really deal with what your insecurity is, or if you don't highlight your insecurity, you're never, you're not going to be satisfied with the life. You're not going to be satisfied with whatever surgery you do. Because for instance, let's say you get a BBL and you want, you only want your butt to be just a little bit thick, just a little bit big, you know, so that you have, you can have a, a little, little cup, cup, you know, mm -hmm. just a little cup, but guess what? 10, 5, 10 years down the line, as you're getting weight, as you're having kids, as life is doing, is being life, as that booty is getting bigger, you're going to start to feel some type of way. Mm -hmm. So the question is, do I really want to do this liposuction or should I just take the time and go through the process of actually probably doing squats? Mm -hmm. If your butt is not that big and if that's how God made you, mm -hmm. then it's like, do you just accept it? Because I think another thing too is that we're in a culture right now where plastic surgery is accepted, mm -hmm. right? And people laugh at Wendy Williams a lot, uh, how Wendy Williams looked. But the truth of the matter is when Wendy Williams got her boobs done, that was what was raining. At some point, you couldn't watch a music video without seeing a super, extremely skinny girl who had ex like big breasts. That was just it. Right now, when you any video that you watch, you see girls who have Coca-Cola bodies, you know, slim waist, big thighs, big breasts, cute face. It's all a trend. It's going to expire at right. some point. The, sa the same way how the big boob, the big boobs and skinny frame. We at like when I was a child. Whenever I would watch all these Nelly videos and all that stuff like that, we had the capital P's, <laughs> as we call them. <laughs> the capital P's. <laughs> it was, that makes sense. It's a capital P. Right. We had the capital P. Right now you have the. Hey. Yeah. But guess what? When you. we have our children and they're our age, they're gonna be looking at us like, why y'all look like that? Because we like our girls BBW. <laughs> Drake started. Drake <laughs> is your fault. Drake. No, but that's the thing. I wouldn't even say it's BBW though, mm. because BBW is not. I mean, I, thought, but. I think I, <laughs> I just think that you know, with culture, there's been this big change. With, yeah. Um, I think I call it the strip club, right? 
where they started emphasizing women in the strip club, started highlighting the attention. And obviously women in the strip club, the way they get their attention right. is by having, you know, these gargantuan bodies, yeah. you know, big breasts, fat thighs. You know, sometimes their thighs don't match their packages and it's just a whole conundrum of things. Right. But it's it's that's what I think yeah. brought us to this yeah. point. And because culture is like that, it, it takes me back to the point where surgery is addicting because mm -hmm. I, I don't want to call their names, but there's a set of twins mm -hmm. who they've had an excessive amount of surgery. And when I, when I, when I, when me personally, right, I think, I mean, beautiful girls, but when I look at what they look like, when I watch them on Bad Girls Club, and when I look at what they look like now, I'm just like, where... Did, yeah when did we get lost because we can see that your lips are done we can see that your nose is done we can see that your your breasts have been done your boobs have been done your butt has been done you've obviously had some microsite so it's like when does it stop because for me honestly speaking and i'm not gonna front after surgery i thought about I like, okay maybe i could get a little bit of injections oh. in my lips maybe i can do this maybe i can do that maybe i can do this maybe i can do that but i really had to like check myself and figure out like okay vanessa why are you thinking of wanting to get these things? What are you trying to accomplish? What factors did you find were, were those reasons? That's why I, I really realized like, okay, you're, you're depressed. You're dealing with your own insecurities. Security. You haven't healed from certain things. Um, you know, I had accepted a lot of things that people had told me are true because for me, while I was get, I was gaining weight, I was going a steady pace with my weight gain. But I think as people were telling me, Vanessa, you're fat, Vanessa, you're fat. When I was hearing people tell me things it like, you look better, yeah. right? When people were telling me, ah, I remember when you were skinny, you look so cute and stuff like that. I was internalizing everything that everybody was telling me. And instead of me saying, this is who I am as a person or this is this, I was like, yeah, you're right. So even when I would work out, if I wasn't seeing results, I hired a personal trainer. I had a, a personal trainer, but I wasn't seeing these results immediately. So I'm just like, and people are still telling me, oh, you're fat, you're fat, you're fat. So I think with me, it was a matter of just knowing who I was and just accepting it mm -hmm. as my truth. It was like, you know what? I'm getting a little weight now because I'm getting older. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> Two last questions. Uh, so my, one of those questions were, do, do women typically believe that men um generally like bbls um i think that it's become a belief now mm -hmm. because of how it's celebrated a culture mm. you see what i'm saying mm -hmm. i feel like so a lot of women just feel like that's all men i've met some guys who they like skinny girls mm -hmm. and the thing about it is just that a lot of girls, a lot of things that's, that's driving a lot of women to do liposuction and all these different cosmetic surgeries is because it seems like the majority is looking for a particular body type, a particular body size, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but they're not realizing that those women are actually a minority and there's a big world out there outside of your immediate circle or what you're able to see on social media. Um, so I think, yeah, a lot of girls do believe that that's what men want, but they'll be very shocked. I've met a lot of guys who are just like, no, I like a, a little petite girl. And I, and, and I feel sorry sometimes for the women who are of a smaller build or the ones who are, are, of, who are a little bit um, bigger because they almost feel like, where do we stand? And a lot of them, the peer pressure is causing them to, to opt into these surgeries as well. Because for me, I don't think like, I, I, like I was big right 
but it wasn't i was big but it wasn't like yeah, oh my goodness you look yeah. disgusting it really wasn't like i was big but i was still cute as shit i had a cute face so <laughs> no, I, I, i'll cheers to that no, <laughs> you know i still I, I like i was big i still look cute though like for me i just had a little bit of rolls here and there and then this section because like i said i did liposuction my inner thighs. i think the biggest place on my body was my stomach and my thighs um but for me it was a matter of i don't fit the picture Mm -hmm. of what people are, are considering beautiful because i'm this way right it wasn't the truth however the people around me and my influence almost made me believe that for sure and my last question is do you ever feel that natural bodies will make a comeback and people will actually go back to wanting to naturally get that body or do you think that the way society has made it to be and with all the changes we're kind of stuck with this. Like you said, we're at a point now where liposuction, BBLs, this type of thing is socially acceptable. Yeah. Honestly speaking, I don't know. Um, because we're in a, what I like to call a lawless society. Mm. We, I, I think we've adapted a culture of, I'm gonna do what I want, I'm gonna say what I want, act how I want, and it is what it is right um i feel like there's no governing in our society anymore i feel like children are no longer being children um i feel like identity in general is missing um in society so whatever's raining everybody's following the train whatever is not raining everybody's pushing away from it and i feel like and, and, and it goes with everything when it comes to sexuality because right now, it seems like almost everybody's sexually fluid. And that's what made when me it ask comes the question. to mm -hmm. um, cancel culture, yes. it seems mm -hmm. like nobody's allowed to make a mistake anymore. When it comes to people who are speaking outside of what's norm, mm -hmm. it's like you're no, you're not woke, mm -hmm. right? Um, so I, I can't, I can't speak. I fear for the generation coming behind us, right. um, because I honestly just don't know what they should expect. Because we've really gotten to a point in society where things are, it's not what it was in the 90s. I feel like um, millennials and 90s babies were blessed because we were able to, we came, we were born in a time where we saw the end of the yeah, era, yeah. but we were introduced to a the new, new era. era. Mm -hmm. But this, like the 2010, from 2010, it's like the world moves so fast, right. so, so fast. And yeah, we're, we're just in a conundrum of different generations, right? Mm. So like for us 90s babies, I mean, I really I'll just say 90 to 95. We're really a golden era yeah. or a golden breed or yeah. even 85 to 95. I'll, yeah. say, I'll give you that gap. Because we to saw 95. VCRs, we saw DVD players, we had like we had it all. We had mm -hmm. the, the landlines, we saw the flip phones, mm -hmm. we had the cell phones, we all like that. like but right now kids boom iphones you're 10 years old i'm like oh wow i yeah, wish this, i this wish this is the pandemic generation yeah. <clears throat> yeah yeah you got two-year-olds uh shout out to saint got now he's not even two you got barely a one-year-old knowing how to stand the phone up pick up the phone right. and get on facetime barely right. one years old right barely so that's the thing honestly speaking with the way that culture is shifting and because it shifts so fast I really can't answer that question with full honesty to say yes I believe it'll come back because honestly speaking nobody ever thought that the capital P era would end <laughs> I call it I mean that's what it looks like it looks like capital P it's nobody capital thought P. that that era would, would end. end 
Um, but literally, I feel like my advice to any woman who wants to opt into getting surgery is really first ask yourself what is my why why do i want to get it um like really ask yourself that question and answer it do your research please if you're going to do plastic surgery go to an actual plastic surgeon because they are the ones who went to school and they are actually trained to do it if you are able to avoid going international or going to Miami to get these operations done, please do so because like I said, the surgeons in Miami are not required to have malpractice insurance and if anything happens to you, you're on your own. You're on your own. And internationally, we all know, you know, if, if anything happens to you overseas, America is not responsible. There's absolutely nothing you can do. Um, and your family now has to worry about trying to get you back. Flying to another state or part to get the surgeries done, that is also very... Um, dangerous number one because you have to fly blood clots are very real things um, for those of you who opt to do BBLs understand that because you've transferred fat from one area to another you are still gonna get fat um, if you don't maintain your weight for those who have liposuction understand that you can still gain weight um, this is not how I looked after my surgery I promise you it's not she still look good though but I <laughs> thank you but i have gained weight um so it is it is a reality that's gonna happen and if you don't really understand your why and try to address your why first before trying to go into surgery you're gonna find yourself back into a circle of probably addiction because you don't want to probably say okay oh i did my first that's why you hear people say i've done three or four rounds of lipo it's like huh and it's because they, they keep on trying to reach it's, it's kind of like a drug right. right you're trying to get to that you're high right. Um, you're, you're always trying to get to the first high and it's, it's almost impossible and I feel like as with women who are doing it now you know back then I wasn't thinking like this but I'm like dang I still gotta have kids I still I'm, I'm, I'm in my 20s there's still a lot of life I still have a lot of life to have um, I have excess skin on my body mm. where I only working out can really you know my arms have excess skins my thighs have excess skin um, so you will have excess skin if you're trying to um, you know go that route um, for those who want to do tummy tucks I, I have seen a lot of women doing tummy tucks especially the ones who don't have kids right now I'm very scared for those because your stomach is going to expand when you get pregnant so doing tummy tucks right now and that's the thing your surgeon won't tell you all of these things because they're trying to get their money it's their paycheck um they're trying to convince you to do the most that you can do because they want to get paid um it is very dangerous uh, a lot of people become addicted to narcotics right because of surgery mm -hmm. because like i said i had six All different types of pills like for me thank god that i'm somebody do, who do they do any opioid counseling hmm? opioid counseling no um, that's what i'm saying thank god for me i'm somebody who i really cannot take on narcotics because i have extreme side effects but I, i'm just imagining that if i was somebody who was dependent um you know on those narcotics what would have become of me right. you know they give me 60 percocets they give you but then again for them it's what they need to give me because of the amount of you know uh, the, uh, of, incisions and exactly stuff that you, that you so that's the thing you know really just know your why um just try to find out who you are as a 
person because even if your why is like you're trying to get attention from guys or you're trying to date particular men you're questioning do you really want to if your why is because like me you're, you've gained weight you want to look like a certain body type understand that that is possible however there's still a lot of work that needs to be done post-surgery um so yeah do the right research um and <laughs> Life will take its course. Life right? will take its course. <laughs> so, nah, you just dropped a lot of gems. You know, I think that it, like I said, I wanted to have this conversation basically because it was something that I was seeing a lot on social media, and I kind of wanted to understand why. You know, I was scrolling through Instagrams, and, and it, it just almost was like, almost a lot of people that I know, personally close, distant, you know, Instagram cousins and whatnot, they was getting BBLs or liposuction or different variations Herbal, of plastic lips, surgery um, to kind of compensate and I wanted to understand why. I, I know every individual has their personal reasons but why was why is it trending? Yeah. Why is it now socially acceptable? Okay. But at the end of the day we learned so much because someone like you were, was able to kind of walk us through that process, kind of give us a little bit of feedback and understanding into that mental mindset mm -hmm. of why people finally make those decisions and go about um, that process. So I want to thank you. No problem. One more thing. Mm -hmm. For the um, people who want to go ahead and do it, have a strong support system by you as well. For sure. And um, for people who really don't understand the process of surgery, or for those of... For those of you who look down or shun them, please just be kind. You really don't know what people are going through. You really don't know what people are, are thinking about um, in their mind, what, what they're going, what their thought process is like before they make those decisions. And as you're adding fuel to the fire, most times you're not helping those people in any way, shape, or form. So just really just try to be kind. Um, even if you question it, ask the questions, but still try to be kind because I feel like that's another thing too that's really driving people to make a lot of these rash decisions is because a lot of people nowadays are just not kind. <laughs> just not kind. <laughs> got some big meanies out there, some bullies. Just not Stop kind. bullying in 2K22. Yo, but this is uh this has been an interesting conversation and thank you thank for you. coming onto the platform. I really thank you appreciate for you. Me. No, you're you know you're family over here, so you know, you've been on a couple couch talks. <laughs> you know, you gotta go way, 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 way back to find Took a break. <laughs> but yo, I'm your host, Sir Charles. This is Miss Vanessa Basanga. You're watching uh SITM podcast, the couch talk here on this platform make sure you hit the subscribe button down below with the ringer bell to get all the notifications yo shout out to flex shout out to ma shout out to tutu shout out to cherry shout out to ak shout out to i think that's everybody maybe and that's i think i'm forgetting a couple people but hey shout out to the whole sitm family make sure you visit www.sitmpodcast.com get your merch get your merch remember hoodie season cuffing season, season. Yes. one for you and me okay hey and your brothers both of them. Both of them. Both. Yeah. Dang, you got two, bro. I got two. Dang. I know. There's so, Dang. so many hoodies being stolen. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Couch Talk. I'm your host, Sir Charles. Yo, peace and love. Out. Thank you.